Welcome to episode 108 of Crack the Customer Code. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the Sultan of Service, my co-host, Adam Toporek. <laughs> you know what? I think you need to make a list. You're going to repeat yourself at some point. You're going to you need like uh, you need to cull through all these and have a list. Wow, you are demanding for somebody who gets a new title. I twice expect a week. I expect an original <laughs> title every episode. So next time it will be the diva of something. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who was somebody who was asking us recently, like you know, how far are you going to go with this thing? And I think we just figured it out. It's going to be the day you're sitting down to write a script, and you're like, I cannot think of a single there title for Adam. We're done. I think maybe I might just start like comparing you to celebrities. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> don't do that because what happens is like it's fun, and then six months later they're in the news for like you know torturing <laughs> a puppy. I you know you got to be careful with that. Celebrity endorsements are very tricky, as we know. That's true. That's true. But what if they were U UFC fighters? Did I say that right? Yeah, none of them. <laughs> none of them get in trouble. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, it's yeah. a cool episode today. I'm pretty excited. It is because speaking of celebrities. We have a two-for-one, Stan Phelps and Evan Carroll. That's right. It's a special episode because this is our a double twofer and our first twofer, right? It's our first twofer with two guests, and it's also the first time we've had a repeat guest because Stan Phelps, you may remember, was back on the show for episode 007. <laughs> he was one of our original early adopters. And so now here we are 101 episodes later, and he's back because he has a new book with Evan Carroll, and it's pretty exciting. And they're going to talk about technology and the roles that it play, they play in uh, customer experience overall. But before we chat with them, I believe you have a special message for our listeners. I do. I want to talk about Be Your Customer's Hero because I haven't spoken about it in a while. And I had an interesting – I'm going to make this less of an advertisement and more of a conversational sponsor message. I had a really cool call this week where we, I got a call from a university who said, hey, 81 people on our staff are reading Be Your Customer's Hero. We've chosen it as the basis for our entire customer service program. And we want That's you to – pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was really neat and because you know, usually you sell the workshop or you sell the whatever and then they buy bulk. But they had bought the book on its own, on its own merits. It was really interesting. And I found out more, and they had compared it to others. And so it was really interesting. And one of the things they told me, and this is my sales pitch, is that it's really helping all of our frontline people understand their mentality mm. and how they approach customers. So if I can remind you all, my listeners, to check out BeYourCustomersHero.com, I can tell you right now that it can help you and your frontline teams with mentality, both understanding customers and how we approach customers. Of course, there are also techniques and tips and all of that good stuff as well. So go to BeYourCustomersHero.com. That is BeYourCustomersHero.com, and you Excellent. can find out more. And if you want to be a hero and sponsor this podcast... <laughs> You can do that, too. You could go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor and learn about the opportunities we have to get your message heard, just like we've been sharing our messages. And so today, we're so thrilled because we get to introduce not one, but two guests for the podcast. I mean, this is historic, folks. <laughs> historic. <laughs> and of course, we know Stan Phelps 
but we're giving him it. We're going to introduce you again. Uh, Stan Phelps is the founder of Nine Inch, a consultancy that helps brands win the hearts of employees and customers. He has more than 20 years of global marketing experience with IMG, Adidas, the PGA, and Synergy. He is an IBM futurist, TEDx speaker, and contributor to Forbes. And he has written four books, Purple Goldfish, Green Goldfish, Golden Goldfish, and now Blue Goldfish. Think there's a theme there? <laughs> Stan lives, I love this, in the containment area of relocated Yankees <laughs> in Cary, North Carolina with his wife, Jennifer, and their two boys, Thomas and James. We're so excited to have Stan back, of course. And... And Evan. Evan Carroll is an author, speaker, and experienced architect at Evan Carroll & Associates. His career spans roles in user experience, marketing, and product management for leading agencies and technology companies such as IBM, Capstrat, and Channel Advisor. He's the author of two technology books, Your Digital Afterlife and, of course, Blue Goldfish. A North Carolina native, Evan has a BS and MS from UNC Chapel Hill, and he lives in Raleigh. So let's check in on our conversation with Stan and Evan. Hey, Stan and Evan, we're so happy to have you here with us today. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having us. And we're so excited to talk about your latest book, which is part of the Goldfish series. The latest one is Blue Goldfish, Using Technology, Data, and Analytics to Drive Both Profits and Profits, spelled differently. <laughs> With a PH, right. It's, it's, it's hard on audio, but yes, that's <laughs> uh, there are some amazing stats throughout this book, and I really enjoyed reading it. And one of the things that really stood out to me was how there is a prediction, basically, that by 2020, and this is according to Gartner, 85% of B2B transactions will occur without talking to a human. So that's, that's a pretty big game changer, I'd say. And when you were doing the research for this book and writing this, what did you find are the best ways that companies are preparing for this type of phenomenon? Eugenie, what's interesting is that this is particularly B2B transactions. So these are the transactions that usually have the most human touch. And what we're finding is that that technology is coming into place and being able to augment some of the things that people would have done manually. There are, there are great uh, software programs out there that help gain insight and do background research on people. There are also predictive analytics that help you determine which, which accounts and which prospects are worth pursuing most, and such that companies are able to focus more on the right customers, and technology is helping them do this. And the unfortunate thing is that most companies, they, they are doing some interesting things, but many are lagging behind of the sort of uh, the peak of what's possible with the technology we have. So it's still a very emerging field right now. Yeah, and Jeannie, I think two things are really going to be abundantly clear. I mean, you're talking 85%. That's six out of seven transactions will occur without any contact with a human which I think, one, puts a much greater emphasis on anything that does touch that human-to-human -human communication. But two, you've got to create the systems and the processes and leverage technology so that you can actually have frictionless commerce, which is one of the big topics we talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. 
And, you know, one of the things I really love is your concept of the three R's. So first, a procedural question. Did you come up with reading, writing, and arithmetic on your own, or did you have help? <laughs> that's uh, You can quote me on that. That's that's ours. Excellent. <laughs> Trade, trademark pending, exactly. So, well, yeah, tell, yeah, tell us about the three R's. To give you background, uh, Adam, the, the way that we wrote Blue Goldfish, was, which was the same way that we wrote the original the original trilogy of goldfish books, and it was by crowdsourcing hundreds and thousands of examples. So for this book, it was over 300 examples that we looked at, and it became very clear that these three R's or these three main groups were the things that were driving that. So the first R is things that you do to improve the relationship that you have. And, and Evan just mentioned this. How do you personalize that experience? How do you leverage the data? So the first R, relationship. The second is responsiveness. And we call it the Amazon effect. We're living in a world now where we expect things quicker and we expect companies to know us in advance. So the second R is responsiveness. You have relationship, responsiveness, and the last one is readiness. Absolutely. This, this really aligns with the, the concept of your customer wants, expects for organizations to know them. That's the relationship side. They want you to be able to handle problems quickly. That's the responsiveness side. And they want to harmonize customer experiences across departments. And that's really readiness. How, how is the organization prepared to handle that customer when they come in such that that customer feels like they're dealing with one organization and not with multiple departments or you know, other, other disorganized uh, silos. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I was just at South by Southwest and saw tons of examples of customization and personalization that otherwise would not be possible without this amazing technology. Um, so I'm curious, there are so many great examples of just what you're talking about, which is really understanding the person and and providing the experience that's super personalized. What are some of your favorite examples from what you found, and why are they your favorites? Absolutely. So I'll start, and I want to talk about the fourth largest bank in Australia and New Zealand. It's Westpac. And they have a program called the Know Me Program. And what they do is they use analytics to determine a next best offer. And they have operationalized this throughout their organization so that every person who's interacting with a customer, be it a call center agent, uh, a teller in person, in the system they're using, they have a next best offer listed for that customer. And the amazing thing is these people aren't salespeople. They're customer service representatives who are presenting what analytics believes to be is the next best product for this customer. Based upon their needs. Based absolutely. upon their needs, their, their stage in the journey, and the conversion they're getting. They're getting a, a north of a 40% conversion on these next best offers, which is, which is unheard of in, in the marketing space. Yeah. It's because they're doing such a great job of personalizing. And the thing that just amazes me, as I, I just mentioned, is that these aren't salespeople. These are people who are truly doing something in the best interest of the customer. Right. And just to put it in financial terms, the first year of that program, Jeannie and Adam, over $20 million that they drove to the bottom line through that program. And as a bank, that's not even, in my mind, the biggest benefit. 
Because when you're a bank and you can go from two products to three products or from four products to five products, mm-hmm. the lifetime value of that customer gets, starts to get exponential. And that's right. the exciting thing and I think where the future holds for this. Well, that's an interesting point. You know, we've always, these phrases have been around for a while. Everybody's in customer service and everybody owns the customer experience. But that example is almost like everybody's in sales. And is some of the end result of this technology and these trends that the we're going to have more blended job descriptions where people are multi wearing multi hats more often? Is that an extension of what's happening? I think absolutely. I think it, companies are going to be forced to break down silos. And the understanding is we know this as customers. We don't look at an organization and, and see eight different departments. We expect the same type of service, no matter who we're talking to, whether it's in-store, in a chat online, or if we call it customer service. And I think the best companies are the ones that are going to make it seamless and frictionless to get us to get the customer what they need. This is really embodied in some research that IBM came out with, and they found that 68% of customers anticipate that organizations will harmonize their customer or their consumer experiences, which is exactly the point that they expect to not have those silos. And that leads into this concept that you guys talk about quite a bit, which is frictionless commerce. And you mentioned it earlier. So that sounds like such a great goal because both companies and customers would benefit from that. So what do you think this really looks like in the future? What does frictionless commerce, how do you define that? So frictionless commerce really is the the idea that commerce fits into your everyday activities. And we'll share an interesting example here that Amazon has come out with called the dash button. And the Amazon Mm -hmm. dash button is a physical button that is branded for a particular brand, say Cottonelle. And you can, you can purchase the button for $5. It comes with a $5 credit for the first use of that button. You place it in your home. You can place it strategically near the household throne. And whenever you need more TP, you press the Cottonelle dash button. And so the idea here is that you're making it insanely easy for the customer to do business with you. And, and Amazon really has driven much of this with the dash button, with with their delivery times. I used Amazon Prime Now for the first time yesterday and received some, uh, some cables I needed for an event within 40 minutes of ordering. The Isn't idea that awesome? Is that I love Amazon Now. <laughs> it's, Amazon it's Prime wonderful. Now. It's wonderful. And the net effect here is that companies like Amazon are making it so easy to do business that when you come, in, you come to a company that doesn't make it easy, that has a long sales cycle that you know, makes you wait or doesn't, uh, doesn't provide tracking information or charges you extra for shipping, all of those types of things, they add more friction to the process. So we're going to see that friction just chip away uh, rapidly. And uh, companies who are ignoring that trend, I, I believe they're doing it at their own peril. Well, and I have an 11-year-old, and he, that's his expectation for life is right. Amazon, Amazon Prime now. And in fact, we we have a puppy and we ran out of puppy food and I was like, Oh gosh, I've got to go to the pet store. And, uh, and he's the one who was like, or we could just do this. <laughs> I was like, yes, we can. And the puppy doesn't starve. Everybody wins. <laughs> right. Right. 
Um, yeah, we, we, you know, one of the terms that we use, it actually was coined by Scott Wingo, who's the CEO of a, of a, a firm called Channel Advisor, helps people sell online. He really, he calls it, he coins it, it's the Amazon effect. Mm-hmm, and sure. to your point, everyone is holding their experiences against the ones that they've, they've had. And Amazon is definitely leading the way. You know, another one that we talk about, Amazon came out with a thing called the Mayday button. Are you guys familiar with the Mayday button? Absolutely. Yep, yep. we've talked about it here. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, so I, this is an amazing, amazing thing that they have on the, the Kindle Fire HDX. You can literally press a button, and they guarantee within 15 seconds you'll actually have a video interface with a customer service representative. And what's amazing to me is the average right now is nine seconds. I can't remember the last time I had to think of a phone number, call it up, and actually get somebody within nine seconds. But that's the bar. Actually, dial it in nine seconds, right? Exactly. That's the bar that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are definitely setting the uh, setting the bar very, very high for all of us. And, you know, it's interesting, We, Jeannie and I have discussed that before, it really does reset expectations across a wide variety of industries. It doesn't just apply if you're an online shopping store. I mean, these experiences are really rewiring us for all types of other experiences. And I want to talk to you, because uh, I know we're getting short on time here, we want to talk a little bit about the colors of your goldfish. You know, this is an endless subject of fascination for me, Stan. We've talked about your, we've talked about your colorful goldfish many times, and but I've heard there's a good story behind the blue. So tell us a little bit about the blue and what color might be next. Sure. So I'll give you the the quick background on blue. Is that back in the 1990s they were trying to figure out a standard for wireless kind of networking, and so there was a bunch of the big companies: IBM, Cisco, Ericsson. And it turns out a couple of the developers were out drinking one night, and one of them happened to be reading a book about um, a Danish king from the 10th century. And he was notorious. His name was Harold Gormsted. He had a dead tooth, and so his nickname was Bluetooth because literally the tooth was blue. (laughs) And that kind of became the working name for this project. And believe it or not, by the time... It rolled out to market it, and they created the standard. It had stuck. And so this was, we love the idea because it's this 10th century king who united all of Scandinavia. He also converted the Danes to Christianity. And we love it as that thing that brings everyone together um, to represent this idea of blue. And that was the inspiration. Nice. Well, and, and if I can give you a, a peek at what's next, I'm going to be working with a, another co-author, Graham Newell, and we're working on a book called The Red Goldfish. And red is, is, um, is an homage to the, the, the red movement, where they, Bono and Michael Kennedy created this, where you could create products where the proceeds would go towards charity. Mm-hmm. And it's all about purpose. And in my mind, within five years, purpose will become the main differentiator in business. There you go. You heard it here first. And Graham was also a guest on this podcast. He might have been 002, I think. He might have been. So (laughs) everything's coming together really around 
crack the customer code. That's what I want people to walk away yeah, with. We are the center of all things goldfish. <laughs> and here's the and, real question. Are we going to get to like puffer fish or trout <laughs> or anything like that eventually? We've. Uh, I'll give you a quick uh, – you've heard it here first on crack the customer code. Red will be followed by the pink goldfish. Oh. And then the platinum goldfish. Boom. Whoa, breaking news. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it was great having you guys on here. And maybe in another 101 episodes, we'll have you back. <laughs> because that's great. the pattern Thanks, we've established. Thanks, Adam. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank we appreciate it. It's great stuff. If you want to connect with Stan and Evan, you can. You can go to Stan's website at 9inchmarketing.com or Evan's website at evancarroll.net. Also, feel free to connect with them on social media. They are all over Twitter, LinkedIn, and everywhere else. Now, finally, we hope you enjoyed episode 108 of Crack the Customer Code. This episode was brought to you by Audible. Don't forget to sign up for your free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters. Don't forget, you can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback, which we love at crackthecustomercode.com. Stay current on customer experience trends and insights by signing up at 360connects.com slash subscribe. And I'm Adam Tapore. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training, as well as my book, Be Your Customer's Hero, at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.